0: But it's not just any Ross Tucker football podcast. It is a finished Friday. It is a picks Friday. No, it's not a picks Friday. You know what? It actually kind of is like a picks Friday, except I'm not making picks. I'm discussing last night's picks on about five hours rest, but that's okay. There is no rest for the weary. It also, shout out Mike Singletary, it's a winner's Friday. I want winners. I want people that want to win. It's vitally important to what Brian and I do that people step up and want to win any of our contests that are very easy to win and very helpful for us. The spread the word winner was Ben Mullins. He shared one of the podcast clips on Facebook it's really easy. I told you that was going to be the winner this week. Somebody on Facebook. So kudos to you, Ben, for paying attention and sharing one of the clips. That really helps because then your Facebook friends see a clip from our show. I love it. The sponsor confirmation email winner, Matt G, took advantage and got a Keep subscription. Matty G, you know I'm a big Keeps guy. I'm kind of on TV, kind of trying to keep my hair as long as I can. No shame in that. The earlier you start, the better. And then the YouTube shout So, by the way, Ben Mullins and Matt G, make sure you guys send me an email, a ross at rosstucker.com. Let me know if you want a signed picture, a signed football card, <clears throat> or a signed press pass. And then the YouTube shout-out, which I love, because it's somebody that gets a video over it, um, subscribes over at youtube.com slash RostockRenFL and makes a comment. I notice the new commenters. Llewellyn Screen. Interesting name, Llewellyn Screen. Let me know who you want the shout-out for. I'm giving a shout-out to our latest patron. Perfect timing for Joey Mays. Patreon.com slash RT Media. He is a newly minted tuckhead was on the private Slack channel talking about him last night and the draft. Joey's actually from my hometown, has an awesome sandwich shop, played at the same high school as Kerry Collins, John Gilmore, and, of course, Chad Henney, who's still in the NFL. It's Big Show time. The Big Show
1: feels like a a Monday almost where we're going to review everything. We're going to go through all these games, but they're not games, they're picks. So we'll get to that in a minute. But first, any overall themes from last night's round one?
0: Right. So I guess the way I look at this is if you don't feel like hearing my analysis of every pick, you should, but if you don't, okay. These are just the things that jumped out to me last night. Number one. It came out right after the Jags drafted Trayvon Walker that he got in a car accident two weeks ago with two parked cars? Wow. I mean, two parked cars? Really? I'm very curious and would like to know more about that. And a couple things that should be noted there, right? unbelievable job by his agent of calling in favors to keep that quiet. But also the fact that like Ian Rappaport reported that right after the selection just goes to show you that these newsmakers, newsbreakers, they know things and they don't reveal them all the time because they're doing favors. And usually when they reveal something, It's because somebody wants them to reveal it. Uh, I thought it was also interesting. First five guys all on the defensive side of the ball. First five guys on defense. That never happens. Never, never, never. So that jumped out to me for sure. The Saints, I I just don't understand the Saints. I got to tell you, I know we've got some great Saints fans that are diehard loyal listeners like David Marlino, uh, Russell Gutierrez guys. Think about what the saints did to trade with the Eagles to get the 16th pick. Then they move up from 16 to 11 with Washington all to get Chris Olave. The amount of draft choices the saints have given up for Chris Olave is insane absolutely insane i also thought that the detroit lions i was surprised with the lions and vikings trade it seemed like really good value for the lions i mean to go from 32 to 12 and they really only gave up 34 and a later round pick that one didn't make sense on the chart for me but i think the vikings realized. At 32 and 34, you're getting first-round caliber players for a lot less money. A lot less money. And so they were willing to do it. The Lions felt like they needed to get more speed and explosiveness at receiver. So that's where they got Jamison Williams. And then right after that, I mean, it was trade, trade, trade. Right after that, the Eagles leaped in front of the Ravens, to get Jordan Davis. Now, a couple things need to be said here. Do I believe the Ravens would have drafted Jordan Davis? Yes, I do. Do I think the Ravens thought, rather than trading up to 13, one spot to get Jordan Davis and giving up three picks like the Eagles did, we'll just stay here and take Kyle Hamilton because we think he's really good too? Yes. Yes. So, might end up being a trade that worked out for both teams, but the Eagles got their guy. And they wanted Jordan Davis, they got him. Then the Eagles traded number 18, it was less TV time for me on PhiladelphiaEagles.com and all the social media platforms, because they traded the 18th pick. And 101, a fourth round pick, for A.J. Brown from the Tennessee Titans. One of these stud receivers that was looking for a new contract and was available via trade. Like we saw with Devontae Adams, Tyree Kilt, Debo Samuels in this category, DK Metcalf's in this category. And immediately gave him a four year extension. Very smart, by the way, of the Eagles to make sure they get the contract done at the time of the trade when they have the leverage, $57 million guaranteed. But remember, four-year extension. So I don't know how they did it, but they still have him. He had one year left on his original contract. So he's got five years left on his contract now. So you see the four-year $100 million, but that's the new money. They still have him for this year. Then there was another receiver trade with the Cardinals trading number 23 to the Ravens for Hollywood Brown and pick number 100. Man, I don't know about that. I mean, AJ Brown has been a much, much better receiver than Hollywood Brown. As I wrote on Twitter last night, at Ross Tucker NFL feels like, on some level, the Cardinals, A, they felt like they needed speed and explosiveness now that they lost Christian Kirk, opposite Hopkins. And I think they're kind of trying to keep Kyler Murray happy by bringing in his buddy, Hollywood Brown. And then, finally, only one quarterback got drafted. One. And it didn't happen until number 20, With the Steelers taking Kenny Pickett, I kind of thought they'd go Malik Willis. I kind of thought Mike Tomlin would get his running threat and the guy with a high upside. But there's obviously some concerns with Malik Willis because a lot of teams passed up on him. So those are my biggest takeaways from round one. My biggest takeaway in life is that Ufos is the greatest footwear I've ever worn. They make active recovery footwear, shoes, slides, boots, clogs. So far I have flip-flops, shoes, slide, and clog. Their Ufoam technology, patented footbed, helps you recover faster and feel better. It is incredible. If you work out, if you care about your joints, if you care about your health, you need to get UFOS. It has this technology to absorb impact. So your body doesn't have to. Look, all I'm telling you, it's like walking on pillows. It's like I'm floating on clouds. I will never wear any other footwear. It is amazing. Trust me, you need to try this stuff. Even for travelers, UFOS is active recovery wherever you're going. I'm a 255-pound man who played in the NFL. I want my joints to last. UFOS is where it's at.
1: Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. Jacksonville Jaguars from Georgia.
0: Didn't end up being much of a surprise. It felt like over the last week or so, that's where the winds were blowing for Trayvon Walker. He's got a lot of physical ability. Hasn't shown he can put it all together yet. Usually with the number one overall pick, you want a finished product. That's not Trayvon Walker. But, The Jaguars are betting on his upside and their ability to get the most out of him.
1: Number two, Detroit Lions select Aiden Hutchinson from Michigan. So he stays in Michigan.
0: So happy for him. So happy for the Lions. You know, these are the type of players they need. They need a foundational player who's going to be a stud for a long time. He has the exact mindset and mentality that Dan Campbell wants. It's great from a football standpoint. It's great from a business standpoint to get the best Wolverine in a while to be able to play for the Lions. It just, it's perfect.
1: Number three, the Houston Texans select Derek Stingley Jr. from LSU.
0: It's pretty incredible that he only played 10 games the last two years. And yet he still was the third pick in the NFL draft. The Texans obviously feel like he is an elite player. I think people, some people thought Sauce Gardner was better. But people that I talk to that watch the tape are not convinced Sauce Gardner is a true lockdown corner. They think he's a good player. But they said Stingley is a true shutdown lockdown corner.
1: Speaking of Sauce Gardner, number four to the Jets.
0: I thought the Jets had an unbelievable draft. You know, the guys they took, Sauce Gardner at four, Garrett Wilson at 10, and then Jermaine Johnson later on in the draft, the guys that they took, there were people saying that they thought the Jets might take Jermaine Johnson at four or 10. Four or 10. They got him in the mid-20s. And then they get arguably the top receiver in Garrett Wilson, which they needed, arguably the top corner. It was it was a good night for the Jets.
1: Uh, number five, the Giants, Kayvon Thibodeau.
0: <clears throat> well, he came into the year as the presumptive number one pick. I don't really think he did anything to lose that. And I thought it was interesting where somebody tweeted that one of the insiders said his personality plays well in New York. And I think that's right. I think New York, they kind of like his confidence. They kind of like his, his swag. They kind of like his attitude. And that <clears throat> it almost help him be a fan favorite. It's pretty good for the Giants to have Thibodeau on one side and Aziz Ojolari on the other.
1: Number six, the Panthers, Ikiyakuanu.
0: Well, he was my favorite offensive lineman in the draft. The Panthers clearly need O-line help. It is interesting that they were willing to pass on any quarterback. They could have taken any quarterback they wanted. You know, but with all these guys, Corral and Howell and Malik Willis still being available, they could still get one tonight. And people would feel good about it, that they got the number one O-lineman, and still got a quarterback that people would not have been shocked Ritter if they went in the first round. I think somehow the Panthers got to find a way to get one of those guys.
1: Number seven, the Giants, Evan Neal from Alabama.
0: Yeah, I mean, I thought both the Jets and the Giants had awesome drafts because you could argue some people thought Evan Neal was the best O-lineman. Some people thought Thibodeau. Was the best edge rusher. So you could argue that the Giants got the two best players at their two biggest positions of need, which are premium positions. That's pretty darn good.
1: Number eight, the Atlanta Falcons. Drake London from USC.
0: Well, so it's interesting. You know, I I think he's got some similarities to Kyle Pitts. You know, really big bodied contested catch guys I think Arthur Smith likes bigger receivers that are willing to be physical and block you know tough to play zone coverage against them and I think he thinks Drake London and Kyle Pitts will create matchup problems even if you have one guy who's pretty good against a bigger receiver the Falcons have two.
1: Number nine, the Seattle Seahawks, Charles Cross from Mississippi State.
0: Yeah, I might be wrong. A little skeptical on Cross. You know, I know a lot of people really liked him. He has good feet. I'm sort of skeptical on, you know, air raid offensive tackles like that. He really never run blocked. And that's what the Seahawks like to do a lot is run the ball. Pete Carroll loves that.
1: Number 10, the Jets, Garrett Wilson, wide receiver, Ohio State.
0: So already talked about the Jets taking Garrett Wilson. What's interesting, though, is right then is when people started to get nervous about their ability to get one of the elite receivers. Because after the Jets took Garrett Wilson, that's when the trade started to happen.
1: And you already mentioned it. Number 11, the Saints, Chris Olave, Ohio State.
0: Right. Really good player. I just question the total amount of assets and resources that the Saints invested to ultimately get Chris Olave. I mean, that's a lot. You know, they, they put a lot into it to get Chris Olave. He needs to be a, a difference-making player. In a major way, I'm not sure a receiver who I think is probably a number two receiver for them, I'm not sure he's worth that many assets.
1: Number 12, Detroit Lions, Jameson Williams.
0: I probably would have felt better about it if the Saints moved up like that for Jameson Williams because I think he can be a number one with how explosive and dynamic he is. And the Lions... You know, I, I thought that was a good trade. They needed an explosive receiver. I didn't think they gave up that much, so talked about it earlier, to be able to get from 32 to 12. That's 20 spots in the first
1: round. Number 13, Eagles, Jordan Davis from Georgia.
0: Yeah, kind of already talked about it. If you, if you followed the College Draft podcast, um, and hopefully you do, you subscribe, you watch, you listen, whatever. He was my favorite college football player this year. Just so fun to watch, really cool for me personally since I do Eagles pregame and Eagles preseason and the Eagles draft. By the way, that that they got him. Um, I think at worst, he's immediately one of the best run-stuffing defensive tackles in the NFL, and those guys get paid. I mean, you think about Linval Joseph and Vita Vea and. Dalvin Tomlinson, and you know those are valuable guys, and Dama can sue, but I think he might have even more than that. And I think the Eagles are betting on the upside, and obviously they were betting on the fact that they thought the Ravens were going to take, were going to take him.
1: Speaking of the Ravens, number fourteen, they select Kyle Hamilton from Notre Dame.
0: Well, and if you look at the guys that were still available. The Eagles sort of had the trade-up because if the Texans had taken Jordan Davis and then the Ravens got Kyle Hamilton, I don't know that the Eagles would have been in love with whoever was still available at 15. But instead, they moved up two spots, moved on from some late-round picks, and got a guy they're in love with. Kyle Hamilton is a tremendous football player. I can't believe he lasted until 14 it's uncanny how the Ravens just stay where they are and draft awesome football players. It's uncanny. They just let everybody else do all the movement, it seems like, and they just wait till a guy that might end up being a Hall of Fame player falls to them.
1: Number 15, the Texans go with Kenyon Green from AM.
0: That one surprised me, Bry. I was a little surprised. 15 felt high for Kenyon Green. Obviously, the Texans have a need. They think he's a really good player. Um, but I wasn't expecting Kenyon Green to go that high. I'm glad he did, though, because I had that boost over at DraftKings that I hope a lot of you guys got in on, where if there was over O O-linemen, I got the odds up to plus 200. There were nine, nine of them.
1: All right, moving on number 16, the Washington Commanders, Jahan Dotson from Penn State.
0: So the Commanders moved down with the Saints, and I think they got a third-round pick and a fourth-round pick. I actually think Dotson and Olave are very similar. I think you can make a strong argument that Dotson's better, but to me, there's six in one hand, half dozen in the other. So the Commanders got third- and fourth-round picks and got – in my mind, a very, very similar player to Olave and Dotson.
1: Number 17, Chargers go with Zion Johnson from BC.
0: Right. That surprised me a little bit. I thought the Chargers might take Trevor Penning to get a right tackle opposite Rashawn Slater as opposed to going with an interior guy. Um, I thought tackle was the bigger need for them but I think they just thought Zion Johnson was a plug-and-play potential pro bowler right away, whereas Trevor Penning maybe needed a little bit of work.
1: Number 18, the Titans, Traylon Burks from Arkansas.
0: Right, so this is the Titans' trade with the Eagles, where they got the Eagles' 18th pick and got a guy that a lot of people compare to A.J. Brown in Traylon Burks. So the Titans will tell you that, they think they got the next A.J. Brown, but he's on a rookie contract for the next four years. And if they did, it's a great move for the Titans. But he might not be. Like, the Eagles got the actual A.J. Brown. The Titans got the potential next A.J. Brown. And so that, I look, if Traylon Burks is A.J. Brown or close to him, I think that's a great trade for the Titans. But he's got to go out there and show he can do it.
1: Number 19, the Saints, Trevor Penning from Northern Iowa.
0: Well, they need an offensive tackle to replace Teron Armstead. So a lot of people thought the Saints would take Penning. Some people thought when they moved up to 11, maybe that was for Penning. He brings some physicality and some nastiness to their offensive line. Love the tackle pairing of Penning and Ramchick.
1: Number 20, Kenny Pickett stays in Pittsburgh, goes to the Steelers.
0: It's unreal, Bri. If you look at my Twitter, at Ross Tucker NFL, it's unreal. How many people don't understand the joke when I say there's, his hands are too small to play in a cold-weather city like Pittsburgh? Last night I said it's never going to work at Heinz Field. The guy played five years in college at Heinz Field. I think it's a great storyline. I mean, the guy goes right from Pitt to the Steelers, gets to play in the same field. A lot of Steelers fans are already Pitt fans, already Kenny Pickett fans. They get to continue watching him. I think it's pretty cool.
1: Number 21, the Chiefs, Trent McDuffie from Washington.
0: Right. They moved up with the Patriots. I think the Chiefs clearly needed a corner, and... They really needed an edge rusher as well. I thought they had a phenomenal draft. Trent McDuffie is a starting corner immediately. George Karloftis, opposite opposite Frank Clark, is an all-day sucker. You know, they wanted guys on defense. They got two guys I think are starters and very solid football players that have really high floors. Um, Well done by Veach.
1: Number 22, Packers, Quay Walker from Georgia.
0: Bri, there were no receivers left. I mean, there were no guys that they thought were first-round caliber receivers left when the Packers drafted at 22. Now, they're going to end up getting some receivers. We'll see who it is. There's still some guys that could have snuck into the bottom of round one, like a Christian Watson from North Dakota State. The Packers will get somebody, but it was not meant to be in the first round as they take a Georgia linebacker that a lot of people really liked.
1: Number 23, Buffalo Bills, Kair Elam from Florida.
0: Right. So I love this move by the Bills because I think they thought there was a pretty good chance that the Cowboys might take a corner in Elam. So they move up from 25 to 23. The Ravens gladly dropped a couple spots, happy to do so, to drop a couple spots. The Bills leap in front of the Cowboys, and they get Emory Hunt on the college draft. They get his number one rated cornerback, ahead of Sauce Gardner, uh, ahead of Stingley. He loved Elam, so that's a position that the Bills needed to fill. You know, especially with Tredavious White coming off the ACL and Levi Wallace being in Pittsburgh now.
1: Number 24, the Cowboys, Tyler Smith from Tulsa.
0: Curious to see what position they play him at. Um, But I think they realize Trent Steele, you know, won't be there forever. Tyron Smith has had a lot of issues with his health. And, you know, in a pinch, Tyler Smith could play guard as well. So the Cowboys, everybody kind of thought they'd take an offensive lineman, and that's what they did.
1: Number 25, the Ravens go with Tyler Linderbaum from Iowa.
0: Unreal, man. Unreal. They needed a center. They trade down. They still get a guy in Linderbaum that was by far the best center prospect in this draft. So the Ravens get by far the best safety. And by far the best center. And they were able to trade down to do it. Pretty incredible.
1: Number 26, Jets, Jermaine Johnson from Florida State.
0: Well, everybody thought he'd go top 10 or certainly top 15 at worst, which tells you that there's some concern there that never kind of got out publicly. I don't know if that's an injury or a maturity thing or big, but people would have known that teams were not that high on it. You know, that people would have known that they wouldn't have had everybody have him in the top 10, 15 of mocks and they doesn't go till 26. So there's something that the teams feel about Jermaine that they didn't tell any of the media people.
1: 27, the Jaguars, Devin Lloyd, linebacker from Utah.
0: Well, it kind of replaces Miles Jack, who they let go, but they'd also already signed Foye Aluakon from, you know, the Falcons. So Jags are really building up that front seven. Now they got Aluakun and Devin Lloyd flying around. they got Trayvon Walker to go with Josh Allen up front. They're trying to build a beastly. Front seven, And the comparison for Devin Lloyd that Daniel Jeremiah had was Fred Warner, who Trent Baalke drafted in San Francisco.
1: Number 28, Packers go with Devontae Wyatt, Georgia D tackle.
0: Another Georgia Bulldog on defense for the Green Bay Packers. They got the same logo on the side of the helmet. Might as well. Um, Devontae Wyatt's a little bit older. It's funny. Every Georgia defender has the same, like, the same discussion. Well, um, you know, he just wasn't quite as productive as you would like. None of them were. They were stealing their production from each other. That's what happened.
1: Number twenty-nine, Patriots, Cole Strange, lineman from Chattanooga.
0: That was the surprise of the first round. Nobody. Not a single mock draft had Cole Strange going in the first round. I think ultimately, if he ends up being a good player, and he probably will, then it's fine. Who cares? But, man, it it tells you something. When you see that video last night of Sean McVay, and the Rams thought they might be able to take him at 104. And it said he goes at 29. I think if any other team takes Strange that high, they're probably getting eviscerated. It feels like the Patriots are just filling a need here with losing, with losing Shaq Mason as opposed to taking best player available. You can't tell me that Cole Strange was better on their board than Karloftis or Daxton Hill or Lewis Seen or any of these guys.
1: Now, well, speaking of Karloftis, Hill, and Cenaire, 30, 31, and 32, let's go with Karloftis at 30 to the Chiefs.
0: Kind of talked about a little bit earlier. He is an all day sucker. He plays with tremendous power. You know, you need to close out games. And guys like him close out games because they are relentless. It was a clear position of need for the Chiefs. And with Chris Jones getting so much attention, Karloftis should be able to win a bunch of one-on-ones.
1: Number 31, the aforementioned Dax Hill from Michigan goes to the Bengals.
0: Yeah, I love that pick for the Bengals. Bengals are are a good drafting team. I don't think they get enough credit for how well they draft. They are a good drafting team. Uh, You know, Dax Hill is a stud. can play corner, nickel corner, safety. Gives them some versatility that they really need.
1: All right, let's round it up. Number 32, the Vikings, Louis Sean from Georgia.
0: Heat-seeking missile. So the Vikings trade down. They're going to have more picks now in the second round, and yet they still get a guy to pair with Harrison Smith, to learn from Harrison Smith, who I think is an absolute tone setter. I like what the Vikings did Quite a bit. I also like all of our patrons, not only Joey Mays, but all of our. I think we're done here, members of patreoncom slash Media. Pizza Boy Brewing, Sportaculture, Culture, HumanHeadNYC.com, SteakhouseSports.com, go banglescom Evergreen Economics. Make sure you go to MyFrontPageStory.com to get the best Mother's Day gift. It's a week from Sunday, the time is now. You won't regret it, I promise. We're gonna record Monday's RTFP Sunday night. So look for Monday's RTFP Sunday night. Also look for your boy Monday, filling in for Dan Patrick from 9 a.m. to noon on Peacock and Fox Sports Radio. That'll be fun. And go ahead and make sure you're ready for college draft podcast, which won't be till Tuesday. Other than that, I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feasts, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, Rostucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.